Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Trick Talks. My name is Barbara Lally, and today we are going to speak to Haley. So we're gonna give Haley a few moments to join in on the live, and then we're gonna get started. All right, I see it. I see the request, and we're gonna be able to do it. We're, we're so close. Okay. All right. No, no, it's saying unable to join. Oh no. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna keep sending requests. But just send another one. Yeah! Yay! <laughs> yes! Wow. Nice to see you. You too. Can you actually hear me too? Yes, I can hear you. Oh my gosh, that's it. That's awesome. It's working. I'm so happy. So, are you ready to get started? Let's do this. Perfect. So, nice to meet you. Um, please tell us a little bit about your BFRB, when you started, you know, how did it progress, things like that. Sure. So yeah, I'm Haley. Uh, my business is BFRB Dogs. Um, and so the reason I started that business is because I'm one of many. Um, and I also have a BFRB. And so my BFRB is mainly skin picking. Um, but I actually started by pulling out ingrown hairs in my armpits, which I think is kind of, you know, interesting. Um, you know, after kind of a traumatic experience when I was studying abroad in college, but I, I was always that kid that, like, you know, picked up my, like, scalp or, like, picked my nose as a kid and all that other, you know, icky stuff, right, um, that you don't really think much about as a kid. Um, but I, I do know that, for me anyways, my BFRB is a symptom of my greater nervous system and it's kind of a gauge and like a you know speedometer thermometer any of those ometers <laughs> right <laughs> to tell me kind of where i'm at so um yeah started being like a problem in probably 2012 ish um and i guess from there it just it just progress like it does right um mm -hmm. and there's always spells of awesomeness and then it kind of you know goes away a little bit and then it gets, comes back a little bit more um the best success i had was when i was preparing for um, a wedding at one point and um you know i was like i want sexy wedding photos so I'm <laughs> awesome, and that was great um and so yeah i mean that's kind of it in a nutshell um in terms of the actual BFRB itself, just kind of like picking at different areas. But um, what I really want to talk about is 
yeah oh a lot more stuff obviously like again my business is dogs <laughs> yeah and I'd love to talk about how dogs are important to me in terms of my BFRB um, if, if that's cool Barbara I would love that I have a dog right under me right now oh, oh my gosh <laughs> what kind he's an Aussie I'll show you and Shepard this one right here oh my gosh yep that's awesome uh, one of the first dogs I worked with as a service dog in training was an Aussie um, yeah they're really smart for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess um, I started BFRB dogs because I was not in a great place. Um, and not just my BFRB, that was the last thing from my mind, but because I was in the hospital for depression back in 2017, 2018, I think. Um, super long story short that um, I was on a medication and it made me suicidal. Um, and there's obviously other things at play that in my life that I just kind of grabbed onto like, um, you know, my relationship that was kind of failing at the time. And um, I landed in the hospital and it was going to be, I got closer than I wanted to, um, to kind of not being here anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but I did, you know, reach out for help and I'm really glad that I did. Um, and in between my two hospital stays, the first one was a couple of weeks, the last one, second one was a month. In between those is when I started BFRB dogs because at the time I had a foster dog named Belly, who I will show you the picture in a second. Let's see if you can see this. Which direction is it going? Oh, that's Belly, and that's my foot. <laughs> um, so Belly is like my mascot. So when you see my um, little logo, if you can see that there. Mm -hmm. um, the yellow dog that's belly um, and so Belly's not a service dog by any means she is actually really dog reactive and uh, she's a, an independent woman as I call her um, but she was adopted and, and you know that kind of worked out but at the time she was my ESA my emotional support animal and um, my, you know, at the time, husband would bring her to the hospital um, for me every now and then. We did like a photo shoot. That's where that picture came from. And um, I knew that I really wanted to train dogs and, you know, specifically psych service dogs. Um, but I also knew at the time I had just lost um, or was going to be in the process of losing my job in digital marketing um, due to my mental health. And that was kind of my first career and something I loved and I, I was good at. Um, but I just wasn't in for that stress anymore. So I then went on to, you know, I stopped working for a while and when I was done with the hospital trying to figure out, you know, how to live again. And then I um, started working at like a, a pet store as a dog trainer for like no money, <laughs> uh, hardly anything um, coming from like a salary in the digital marketing world. You know, it's obviously a big drastic difference. And I then um, went on to a much better uh, dog training job um, in between building up my own business. And come to find out that my business, while I thought of the idea and made my website in 2018, uh, November 2018, I didn't really do anything with it for a while other than um, just, you know, started like a dog training certification. So I do have like a designation of um, animal behavior caller certified dog trainer, and I'm looking to get another one that's an industry standard. Um, so I'm, I'm all dogs all the time. Like my day dog, my day job is dogs. My night job is dogs. <laughs> it's just dogs. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I, I do, again, have a day job that's, you know, you know, kind of bread and butter, but, you know, BFRB dogs it definitely supports me on the side. Mm -hmm. And um, for that, a lot of what I do um, got off the ground when COVID started. So I got furloughed from my job at the pet store and I was able to um, start training dogs online. And so what that, what that means is I'm not actually training your dog to sit on a situation like this, like when we're on video, I'm talking to the people and I'm teaching the people how to teach your dog to sit. Um, so that's the question I get all the time is like, wait, how do you train a dog online? I was like, well, no, no, the dog doesn't need to be on video. It's, well, I mean, it needs to be on video so I can see you training the dog, mm -hmm. but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I've done a lot with that and helping people find dogs um, to train. And there was a situation where um, I was uh, able to board and train dogs for a little bit, um, a few months. And so that was great too. I had someone come all the way from Colorado uh, pretty recently to do some training with me for a few days with their service dog and training puppy. Um, and so, yeah, things are, things are going really well in that regard. Um, and, you know, I would just love to impart one thing, and that's if you have a BFRB, you're not screwed, <laughs> right? And the answer isn't, isn't dogs either, though, mm -hmm. right? The answer is um, how do you figure out what's going on in your nervous system? And that's something I've learned from a lot of people in the BFRB community, like in terms of like uh, clinicians and other specialists and just um, people who know what's going on. And, you know, I know what's going on because of my own experience with it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know, again, like, you know, my BFRB is a symptom of where I'm at. It's not the one thing that I target. Mm -hmm. So I pay attention to it as, okay, how bad is it right now? And therefore, that's kind of indicative of just my whole health picture, not just mental health, physical health, too. Because if I'm just sitting on my butt, on the couch all the time, you know, eating ice cream, like, you know, I know that sugar is a trigger for me. <laughs> right. So like, um, it was funny actually. So, uh, after my divorce, I landed at my parents' place. Um, I'm, st I'm still there. And so, uh, I told my mom, I was going to be doing this interview and she said, Oh, do you want a brownie? And I was like, do you want me to be picking more during this oh. interview? Like, <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. so, um, she's like, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really happy to be here talking to you, Barbara, because, um, I've, I've done a few different interviews uh, about my BFRB, but, um, I guess, yeah, I, I just, I like being able to put all the pieces together in terms of like, Hey, this is me, this is my story. And then this is also kind of what I do for other people. And so I get requests all the time that, um, you're like, Oh, like this is my last hope is a dog. That's not true. Like a dog is a tool in your toolbox. Mm -hmm. Like it, it really is. It's just another tool in your toolbox and it happens to be really freaking fluffy and awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so obviously, you know, I, I train dogs to like, you know, just accept, um, you know, petting there. Um, and uh, not just that, but, you know, deep pressure therapy or light pressure therapy, which is like the dog literally putting their, body pressure onto you in a certain area like for me my anxiety manifests in my belly so I'd have the dog um you know doing that like pressure just laying across my lap or something um so that's what I taught belly to do uh, at the beginning so while she wasn't a full service dog she did definitely she was my first dog that I trained um and kind of while I was figuring things out 
you know, what, what, what to do. Um, another thing that dogs can learn is, um, to retrieve things for you. So for example, retrieve, retrieve a fidget toy or retrieve their leash. So that way, like, Hey, Hey, let's go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Let's get up and get, let's get going. Because it's not in addition to, of course, like I, I train dogs to like swat your hand away when you're engaging the behavior. Like that's the simple one that everybody wants to see, but that doesn't really matter if you're not going to do something else afterwards. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, what are you going to do after that happens? And you have to make that choice. The dog mm-hmm. isn't going to make the choice for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the, the dog is going to be like, Hey, look, I see you're doing that. Oh my gosh. Can I have a cookie now that, you know, I, I told you that you're doing this and you're like going to be like, yeah, okay. Thank you so much for telling me. Cause I was totally unaware or actually I was aware and I'm being, you know, kind of bratty right now because, Oh, like I just want to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, regardless of what happens there in that situation, you have that choice to make the next move. And so I like to try to teach dogs to help you with that next move. Right. So it's like, yeah. So you actually have to have a plan and know what your coping skills are and your strategies that you want to do. Um, so that way the dog can be an effective tool for you. So the thing with BFRBs that I've learned um, from so many incredible people is that, um, Sorry, I just lost my train of thought for a second. I, that happens when I get so excited. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to tell everybody everything. Yay, no, that's okay, that's fine. Um, so yeah, I guess I've just learned so many things from so many different people and that it's always about, um, you know, like someone I'd mentioned uh, about in the comments, like don't know how to break the extreme sugar consumption or increases my BFRB. A lot of people don't know that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but I've learned that. And I'm really grateful for learning that. And I also know that, again, if I sit on my butt and I don't go to the rock gym, for example, like that's kind of my, you know, um, thing I like to do for a coping mechanism and, you know, just to feel like I'm uh, accomplishing something. Um, And if I, you know, don't drink a lot of water and if I'm not using the right fidget toy in the right moment and if I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that, um, it's just not going to, it's not going to be good for me, Mm -hmm. right? My overall mental health. And so I, I don't see my BFRB as front and center. I see it as um, just part of the picture. But one thing that I want to mention too is um, I don't believe that my BFRB is part of my identity. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's just, it's just part of me. And that's totally fine if that's, if that's how you want to see it, like 100 million percent behind you um, because your experience is yours alone and that's totally valid. Mm-hmm. But whereas I've said it's a symptom, how is the symptom part of my identity right um i think again if it's just a symptom of where i'm at it's it's that you know ometer thing that i don't remember which one (laughs) um i just i don't i don't call myself i really try not to call myself like a skin picker i just say like i i pick at my skin or you know i pull it in grown hairs or you know bite my nails or whatever right um but i try to be really careful with that um and that's something that's worked for me. So regardless of where I am in my journey at every any given time, like this is me, like I don't wear makeup because I, I don't want to hide me. Mm-hmm. But I also am not trying to be like, hey, look, this is me and um, you should feel bad for me. Or um, like I, it's trying to find that right balance, that strike that balance between, you know, being vulnerable and honest and uh not being too much, mm-hmm. I guess. Does that can make any sense? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Being so. Like, vulnerable enough where you feel comfortable and not 
you know, um, not looking for a response, just being right. Yourself. Yeah. Not like trying to find attention because, oh, look at me, woe is me kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't want anything to do with that. You know, I don't want to play the victim role. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I want to be a strong person and um, feel empowered, right? So while right now I'm not, you know, focusing so much on like treating my BFRB, I'm, I'm more focused on, you know, where am I at in my career? Where am I at in, um, you know, just professional development? Where am I with um, just trying to maintain, you know, a good lifestyle? Um, and obviously I can do better um, because, you know, I, I definitely slack on going to the rock gym. It sounds like way cooler than the amount of times I've gone. Um, yeah. <laughs> it is kind of far, but still, um, you know, I don't want to make excuses. Um, I'm always just trying to find something that, well, I, I, I have like super ADHD too. So like, I'm always looking for that shiny thing, um, mm -hmm. like that next squirrel. But I also know that I have to kind of put that in check um, because if I just run from thing to thing, then I'm also not dealing with what's going on inside my nervous system, which then impacts my BFRB. So mm -hmm. you talked about having moments of success with your BFRB. Can you go into more depth about like what made you feel as though that was successful and also like things that you did? Yeah. So I actually, I was working with a coach at the time for BFRBs and um, it, it really came down to motivation and mindset because again, I was preparing for a wedding and that was the ultimate motivation for me. I had like an actual concrete goal that, you know, I, I could be accountable to and there, it was time bound. So it was like a smart goal was like a wedding. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was my smart goal. But I, uh, yeah, I guess, really taking ownership of my mindset and thinking that again, I, I don't want to play that victim role. I want to be in recovery mode. I want to be in healing mode. I want to be ultimately in maintenance mode. And I know that I can do that when it's a priority for me. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, again, recognize right now it's not a priority for me, but it, it has been, and I've done really well. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you have your slip ups because, you know, it's just, I have other things to deal with and recovery takes a lot of energy. It does. Mm -hmm. um, and like, that's also why I take mental health medications for my depression, anxiety, ADHD, all the other stuff. Right. Because I don't want to work twice as hard as everybody else to be okay. Mm -hmm. Right. And so sometimes, um, you know, if, if just a, you know, a few pills can make me all right, I'm going to take them. You know, it's like in the matrix to like take the one that, you know, makes sense, you know, to you, whatever route that is. Right. But um, and so with my BFRB, sometimes that pill, it's not a pill. It's like a strategy or it's a um, talking to someone or it's just actively deciding to do nothing about it and being OK with that. Right. Like so. And, and really taking ownership of like, okay, I, I am actively choosing not to do something about this right now and like calling myself on my own shit, <laughs> right? Like, um, 
so I also recognize that as a thing but I guess the most success I had was um, like my skin was like completely clear um, for my wedding and I maintained that for several months actually um, and then uh, it actually started because again I mentioned a traumatic experience but um, the the physical um, response to that trauma was um, allergies and I would get hives and so I started picking at the hives too and then it kind of spiraled from there right um, yeah so that was also kind of interesting um, and that's what I mean like it's again I keep saying symptom like it's just a symptom mm-hmm. um, and not just because it's like it's a big deal to me too and like you know I've definitely had those moments where um, even though I'm talking to you openly, like I I haven't gone out on a date or something because it's like, I don't like how my skin looks right now. I just don't feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of people feel that way about their skin or hair or nails or what have you. And just trying for me, I just try to sit with that as much as I can. And because um, my, my inclination is just to kind of numb out and just ignore it and just like watch videos on reddit about like like really like what i do on reddit is i should not be on reddit because i'm just watching like skin picking videos and like that's kind of my zone out mm-hmm. um so if i'm not picking i'm watching about it and like mm-hmm. that's my escape from the world sometimes and so i have to be really mindful of that that i'm not um running from something because i also again if i'm running from something then i'm kind of you know in hiding and then I'm just in the mirror and picking or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess. Yeah. that's kind of all over the place, but yeah. No, I, just, no, <laughs> I, I like the way that you phrased it because, you know, I was medicated like heavily in high school to try to stop the hair pulling and didn't work. So I ended up getting off of it, but I think it's so smart to, you know, look at what, what do I need medicine for? And then maybe things will get better because I'm tackling this instead of just trying to look at the hair. I think at the time, my, the doctors that I went to, they were like, this has to go. Like, we got to figure that, you know, just this part out. I would be interested to see now if I were to go somewhere, how would it be different? Because of, you know, the, the knowledge that we have now. Um, did you have to go through, because I had like a cocktail of like things I take mm-hmm. in the morning, things I take at night. Yes. Um, did you have to kind of go through that trial and error phase two when you, you know, started to try medicine? I did. I definitely did. I went through a lot of medicines, like I think like 13 of them or something. And um, I did try like the NAC and acetylcysteine, which is supposed to help um, BFRBs in some cases. And uh, I just had like a side effect to it like um just like my gut was not happy mm-hmm. and um which i know is like one of the common ones that you might face but it's it's not you know if you want to try it then try it as long as you know your doctor says so kind of thing or mm-hmm. healthcare professional i don't want to like make medical advice either um but then i also um and i tried like another couple of things for it but i i also recognize that you know if it's you can't just medicate your nervous system into um, equilibrium. So it's, but medications were super helpful for me. So that way I could then um, not have to deal with so much on my plate at once. Mm -hmm. So if I could deal with like the ADHD and the depression, the PTSD, the anxiety, you know, whatever, then I have the space to, you know, tackle my BFRBs. Um, 
when and if I decide to do so at various points, right? So yeah, the medications, again, are another tool in my toolbox and ones that I, I really appreciate and I'm grateful for. But I also know that, you know, it, I get kind of, you know, frustrated when um, people talk about like, oh, well, what's the next medication to help cure BFRBs? Mm -hmm. Because I don't think that's really the route that we should be taking. I think it should be, um, again, from all the people I've learned from um, and just, you know, my own kind of research and just what makes sense for me. It's about changing what you do, not what you take. Mm -hmm. Completely anyways, so. Mm -hmm. And I receive, I'm sure you do too, I receive a lot of messages of like, how do I stop? How do I, yeah. like, uh, like me, I'm not, like I have not. So, you know, it's so hard to talk to people um, and try to give like well-meaning advice when I'm like, I haven't stopped. So I don't know what to say. Like, what, what, would, what do you say to those messages when people are asking for like that answer that we really can't even give? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the answer to that, Barbara, is like, there are answers out there and there are people who can give them to you, but you have to do the work. And it's, it's unfortunately really hard to find the right help. And I think that's where the community as a whole with BFRBs gets, um, that's just where the, the downfall lies, right? Because a lot of people have recovered from this stuff. They really have, but um, that's not the largest dialogue. So I think everyone who has recovered from a BFRB, even for a certain period of time, like needs to come out of the woodwork, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And give hope to everybody else. Um, because again, there, there are people out there, there's lots of them. Um, it's just, you know, some people have an easier time with it than others. And there's definitely like levels to it. Right. So, and of course, if you're eating lots of sugar, like, you know, I eat lots of sugar sometimes and then it's like, okay, I know what I'm getting myself into though. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, if, if you're healthier overall, you may or may not have an easier time dealing with it. Um, and so my answer is that, like, again, you're not screwed. You know, it, it definitely is a story of self-compassion, but it's also about um, trying to find tools that help you, mm -hmm. right? And like just doing the work. But again, the hardest part is like not everyone has access to those, um, that support system that works, I guess. Mm -hmm. So that's my biggest frustration. I hope to see soon that there's more, um, you know, people and, you know, entities out there that, have good um, advice for people and can lead the way in actually making and helping people change because that's what it is. Again, it's, it's like, how do you help your ner nervous system stay in a greater state of equilibrium more often? Mm -hmm. Right. So now when you first started your BFRB, did you already know what BFRBs were or was that something nope. you had to kind of look up? Like, how did you find out? what skin picking was and what BFRBs were? So luckily at the time, um, I, so in, in college I had studied English and I uh, was really good at like researching. And then I, of course I became like a professional Google searcher. So I, I went to the interwebs um, like all the way through Google and, you know, like different forums, like the, like things like the skin pick and trick stop websites. And now they have like the apps, right? And um I was on like the forums for like Psych Central and uh, I just kind of went through and was like, hey, I, I do this thing. Um, and I was just really just kind of trolling it for, for a while, like just reading up on things before I even 
wrote online to it and said like, Hey, I do this too. Mm -hmm. And, um, I didn't like tell anyone about it for a really long time. Even my therapist, <laughs> it took me like, I keep, I never, I don't remember, remember if it was like three weeks or three months. I think it was three months before even being able to say the word skin picking. And then I shut down, didn't talk for half an hour. <laughs> mm -hmm. Cause it was just like such, such a huge deal. And so, um, again, even though I'm talking to everybody live right now on the internet, <laughs> it doesn't mean that, you know, you as the person who has joined this live or watches this later has to come out about your BFRB in order to heal. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and I think, um, for me, the reason I am doing this is because again, I, as I mentioned in the beginning with my, you know, psychiatric history, um, and being in the hospital, I chose that. Um, well, vulnerability was chosen for me in that capacity. And so I kind of wanted to take back that power mm -hmm. by, you know, sharing what it was and instead of, um, actually I wrote it down somewhere like, um, uh, hold on a second. Cause it was a really good quote and I was really proud of myself for it. So really it. <laughs> no, perfect. Take your time. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah. So, um, I was open cause I felt so vulnerable and the only way, um, out of that vulnerability and through it was like massive honesty. Um, and so I just felt like I had to be honest in as big a way as possible to, for me, feel like I was getting somewhere and mm -hmm. to feel like, you know, I was getting through those times and now I'm in a different spot where, you know, emotionally I'm in a much better place. And, um, you know, once I, uh, you know, get out of my parents' basement, brought to you live right now, my <laughs> basement, um, you know, my next step is probably going to be focusing on me even more mm -hmm. in my independence again, or re-independence as I'll call it, because um, I was already on my own and then landed back here, but also grateful to have a place to go. Um, and, you know, there will be a time again in, in the near future where I will focus on my BFRB. And I'm really grateful to know a lot of people and be in this community where, again, I, I kind of know where to go for the information and the, the guidance. So. Now, I've had some moments um, when I've gone to therapy and I've talked about my trick and everything, and I've had a lot of people not know what it was. Have you had those situations too? I'm always the expert on the BFRB. Mm -hmm. yep. So my, my psychiatrist even, you know, he, he asked me questions and I really appreciate that about him. Like kudos to that guy, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> right? Um, because some people just kind of shut you down. They're like, or like, oh, we don't know what to do. And that's that. And he's like, I was like, no, actually. And here's like a study that you can look at kind of thing. Mm. Um, and I was talking about, um, yeah, just a bunch of different things there to him. But um, yeah, so again, I'm, I know I'm not going to get more answers from the professionals in, in most cases mm -hmm. that I'm just going to go to, you know, that are just ordinarily trained. Mm -hmm. Right. And even my own therapist who I've, I've seen since like I don't know, 2013, it's been a while. Um, and I, I do like him. He's, he's like really good at what he does and I have a good connection with him and, um, he's helped me through, you know, figure out my, my stuff for, um, other things, but, um,
What? I can't hear you. Wait, what? I can't hear you. Can you hear me though? I can't hear you. Wait, can you hear me? Not if you can hear me. Okay, hold on. Um, one second. Can't hear me. Boondoggle says can only hear the guest. I oh, know. This is where we make stuff up. What, like, what just happened? Silent, off. Ringer on volume part two. <laughs>